This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket Can. Good first hour, jumped around, a little hockey talk, a little basketball talk. Uh, I even mixed in some football with our Denver fan who checked in. We're going to go a little heavier on baseball here in this hour, certainly at the start of it. Oh, by the way, Philly's up 6-1 over the Dodgers in the third inning. Philly scored nine runs Thursday against the Dodgers, a 12-spot last night, and they've already put up six through three innings. Where is this hitting coming from? That's uh, just one of uh, several things I'm going to touch on with my next guest. He covers the entire Major League Baseball scene for CBSSports.com. Matt Snyder joins me here on CBS Sports Radio. How you been, Matty? Very, very good. How have you been? I'm all right because uh, I'm watching the Phils put runs up against the Dodgers. They hit the uh, Bueller around a little bit last night. They dodged Kershaw, and they've got Urias on the ropes with six runs in the first three games. I thought this was going to be a potent Philly offense, but it's been pretty inconsistent so far here in the yeah. first month of the season. But uh, apparently they like hitting it, Chavez Ravine. Yeah, evidently. You know, it's it's funny. It seems like this is what they'll probably be all year. Like, let, let's say they hold on tonight. And, man, in the third inning, that's an awful long time for the bullpen to get into things. So by no means is this thing over. But if they do hold on, then they're 500, and there's an awful lot of highs. There's an awful lot of lows, and they ended up right back where they started. I kind of feel like that's how it might go all season for them. Like I, I feel like they'll probably win around a 81 games, maybe a little bit into the low 80s, and that might get them the sixth seed in the NL, by the way. Um, they'll have these games where they explode, where Bryce Harper can carry them for stretches. Castellanos, Schwarber can carry them for stretches. I assume Hoskins – and Real Muto will wake up at some point or at least hit better than they've been hitting. But they're, they're going to be boom or bust when they have that much power in the offense. And a couple good arms in the rotation, some good bullpen arms, but a little scary. I'll say this. As long as you're not a Phillies fan, this is probably going to be one of the most fun teams to watch all year. 
because yeah, it's, it's always going to be exciting and no team's ever going to be out of it. You're right. On both uh, both ways. The Phillies aren't out of it when yeah. they fall behind, and the other team isn't uh, done when the Phillies grab a big lead. Uh, I think your read on the Phillies is uh, spot on. All right. Uh, Dodgers are the team. They beat the last two nights and are beating tonight, and all of a sudden, we got a race out there in the NL West. Dodgers yeah. jumped out to a really quick lead, had the best record in baseball, have come back to the pack a little bit. We knew the Giants were going to do what they did last year, but uh, they knew they were going to be good, and the Padres were probably the most um, disappointing team in all of baseball last year. The reason why I didn't think the Padres were going to get off to a good start was because their son's their best player. Their shortstop yeah. being out till next month. How is San Diego staying right on the heels of L.A. and San Francisco? Well, it's interesting. He may not be the best player by the time he comes back because the, the way Manny Machado is playing right now, that that's your National League MVP. Maybe Arenado, but I probably would, would have to lean toward Machado picking up the slack like that with Tatis hurt. Uh, not a great supporting cast, frankly. But, you know, Hosmer has had also put up MVP numbers in his own right. Yeah, wasn't he traded to the Mets? I swear to God he was traded to the Mets. And all of a sudden he's doing these things (laughs) for San Diego. Yeah, I mean, it's he was all over the place in offseason trade rumors. And the funny thing about it was it was like – basically as a salary dump that Padres were trying to attach prospects to him just to get rid of his salary. And he's been a godsend for them. It's him and Machado. And you like it. If you're the owners, you love seeing that. You love seeing if I'm going to sign a high-priced guy, then then that's the way they've got to produce. Look, they have a good rotation. They'll probably get the bullpen sorted out behind Rodgers here eventually. You know that A.J. Preller is going to be aggressive in front of the trade deadline. I don't think the Padres are going anywhere. I don't think the Giants are going anywhere. Probably going to see three teams in the playoffs from the NL West. And uh, what a fun division it is. Especially uh, right now, every team's over 500. I think the Colorado game's over. Yeah, so every team's over 500 right now. Uh, The Rockies are 17 and 16, and they're in last place. Uh, Really, really fun division. That is a great division. Um, Other than the fact that he's getting the prorated Major League veteran minimum, why did the Padres sign uh, Robinson Cano? Uh, I, <laughs> just to see if there's anything left in the tank at all. It, 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 since you said other than that, I mean, it, it goes in, in tandem with what you said. It's basically there's no risk here at all. Let's see if a change of scenery, uh, get him out on the West Coast, get him far away from New York, get him away from all that negativity, Let's see if he's got anything left in the tank at all. Um, and especially now that there's a DH spot in the National League, maybe they can, they can find some at-bats for him. Uh, though, geez, I, I'm not sure. I mean, you've got Hosmer, you've got Cronenworth, Luke Voigt's back. But, you know, maybe maybe they'll, they'll find a way to get him some lefty at-bats there, maybe in, in a platoon situation with Voigt, who swings right-handed in DH, and just see if there's anything there. And if he's not, not that big of a deal to just cut bait. That's true. Wouldn't be surprised if he's not there for all that long. They give him a little tryout, and then if it doesn't work, they move on. I was kind of surprised he signed with anybody as quickly as he has. All right, uh, which New York team is better, Mets or Yankees? Uh, Probably the Yankees right now, but, you know, it's close. It's close, and they're both really, really good. I think they're both really legit. I think for me, the separation is 
the Yankees have that offense that, that we, we've said the last couple of years it should be so high-octane. It's looked pretty much high-octane, except Donaldson hadn't really hit until the last couple of days. Joey Gallo really hasn't gotten it going. I don't know if he's just never going to hit New York or what, but he still should be in the middle of his prime. And uh, you've got that good, deep bullpen. And the thing is the rotation – you thought yep. maybe behind Garrett Cole was going to be a big question mark, but Nestor Cortez is throwing like a frontline starter. Jordan Montgomery and Jameson Tyon, if you're looking at them like a three and four or maybe a four and a five, if Luis Severino continues to, to make strides as he comes back from Tommy John surgery, it looks like you've got a full rotation there in addition to the high-powered offense and the really good and deep bullpen. So bullpen maybe the separation point because the, the Mets, Diaz looks great, but in front of him it's a little shaky. So maybe like the Mets don't have quite as much power and not as deep in the bullpen. Small separation point, at least until DeGrom comes back. When DeGrom comes back, who knows? Even though the Yankees lost tonight, they're still the only team in baseball who hasn't lost 10 games yet at 24-9. and nine. Yeah. That's the top of the AL East. The bottom of the AL East is the Red Sox, who were a legit uh, playoff team last year and brought back most of their talent during the offseason, and they are right now struggling. Even winning tonight, they get to 13-20. and 20. What's wrong with Boston? A lot. Uh, they, they need, and, you know, last two nights notwithstanding, maybe they're getting it going. But the main thing was you, you look at their stars, Bogart, Stevers, J.D. Martinez, you kind of assume they're going to hit. What it comes down to then is Verdugo, Kike Hernandez. They added Trevor Story to the fray. Those guys have all been terrible all year. And that's an awfully top-heavy lineup when you only have three guys producing. You need those three guys to be the stars and then the secondary pieces to pick up their slack. And that's what they were doing when they made the run in the playoffs. And they, they actually weren't that far from the World Series. Remember, they were up 2-1 in the ALCS late innings in Game 4. It looked like they were about to take a three-run lead. So that's how close they were. It's a supporting cast on offense and the rotation. Ovaldi, really good. Walker, good until he got hurt. But Pavetta's been terrible. Tanner Hawk's been terrible. Uh, they've had to throw Garrett Whitlock in the rotation, and that affects the bullpen because Whitlock's supposed to be one of their big bullpen guys. The pitching's kind of been a mess for the most part. So secondary cast offensively need to get that rotation figured out. Understood on all fronts. We're talking to Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com, all things MLB with us here on CBS Sports Radio. I, uh, Astros got beat. They had one, I think it was 11 in a row, lost tonight. Um, yeah. And they're still a half a game ahead, but only a half a game ahead of the Los Angeles Angels. We've been waiting for Mike Trout to be able to make the postseason. Did L.A. do enough pitching-wise this offseason that they are a legit postseason squad? They really might have because in addition to Syndergaard looking really good, which isn't that surprising, as long as he's been healthy, he's always been good. Uh, Lorenzen probably more of a back-end guy in the rotation, but he does seem like he can handle it. And it's in addition to that, they're bringing up these kids who seem like they're ready. Now, Reed Detmers with the no-hitter, I mean, you're not, it, he's not going to see multiple no-hitters from him or anything. But it seems like he's ready to join. It, 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 they, they debuted Chase Silseth recently. He looks really good in each of his first two outings. Patrick Sandoval, age 25, looks really good. So, 
maybe they've got something going there behind Otani and center guard where they've got some rotation depth, which enabled them to throw Jaime Berea into the bullpen. The bullpen looked pretty nice and deep now in front of Iglesias. That had been a problem, but they signed Aaron Loop and Ryan Tapera to shore that up. Like I said, kick Berea that way because they don't need him in the rotation anymore. I think they might be legit. Maybe it's wishful thinking because what you mentioned, I've wanted a deep, We've all wanted a deep playoff run on a, with a Mike Trout team for so long. It does look like they have the pieces now. It's just really early, so they need to sustain it. You mentioned the NL West earlier, every team over 500. Then you got the NL East with the Mets at 22 and 12 and every other team under 500. Under, under yeah. Unless the Phillies win tonight, then they can get back to 500. But uh, they are below, as are the world champion Defending champions Atlanta Braves at 16 and 18. I cut them some slack beginning of the season without Acuna, but then yeah. again, they won the World Series last year without Acuna in the postseason, but they let a couple of those key outfield contributors walk via free agency this year. Why are the Braves struggling at 16 and 18? Well, I, I do think some of that was Acuna being out. Uh, they had kind of a magical run, but still, if they were forced to to run that back with that team for a full six months. I, they wouldn't have been as good as they were for those last two months. Uh, transition without Freddie Freeman, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit of a World Series hangover. Uh, one thing we do know about the deep postseason runs is a lot of times the pitchers, you kind of get overworked going deep in October, especially bullpen guys now. You look at Will Smith, Tyler Matzek, the way they're struggling they were used a lot in October, and it's not that surprising, especially with a shorter spring training. The combination of all those factors, that's not that surprising to see them struggle right now. And you know what? Maybe they're just slow starters because last year they were never over 500 until we were in August. They were under 500 all year until then, and then they flipped the switch. So uh, probably a combination of all those things. Yeah, and uh, you're right, Matzik's ERA over five, and he was a key member of that bullpen uh, last year when they made their World Series run. All right, that's the top. Then there's the bottom, the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. And and they yeah. basically uh, took a pass on the season with all their offseason moves. Teams do this from time to time. It annoys the snot out of me when they do, when they basically surrender before the year is over. Then again, the A's did the same thing, and at least they're close to 500, unlike the Reds, who are on a pace to have one of the worst seasons in the history of baseball. No, it was uh, self-inflicted wounds. Did you think it would be as bad as it is so far? Oh, no. No, not at all. Uh, there were a lot of people that thought they might still be the third-best team in that division. Now, that's not a great compliment with the Pirates and, and what's going on with the Cubs, but still – to start 3-22, and 22, one of the worst we've ever seen. Now, uh, Luis Castillo was hurt heading into the year. Mike Miner, who is supposed to be in the rotation, is still hurt. Uh, Tyler Molly is supposed to be a frontline starter. He got off to a bad start. They have had injuries with people like Joey Votto. Uh, a lot of underperformance, though. Um, it, it just So many factors conspired there, and it's just, wow, it was so bad, but – I also think it shows that there was more there all along, that before tonight they had won five of their last six. Uh, so they're going to definitely play better as they have been than the 3-22 and 22 start. Obviously, they're still not good. And when you set yourself behind the eight ball like that, awful, awful big hole to climb out of. 
They've got a couple of guys pitching in the big leagues right now that, for me, shouldn't be pitching in the big leagues. When I say pitching, I mean starting. Uh, Vladimir uh, Gutierrez is a guy that they're actually pushing that shouldn't be in the big leagues. Hunter Green is going to be very good someday. He goes 100 yeah. almost every single pitch. But they rushed him, and he just looks like he doesn't belong in the big leagues. And if you're going to pack in the season, which it looked like they surely did, why are they rushing Hunter Green? I – I like that they gave him a chance and they gave him a few starts, let him get his feet wet, let him get his debut. And, and you don't want to say no pressure situation because there's always pressure when you debut in the major leagues, but much lesser pressure here when the team has no expectations and it's April. I like that they did that. I can't believe they're still doing it because he's getting worse now and he's only 22 years old and you don't want to crush his confidence. And I also don't know – how long into the year, how much they want to work him here? Because, you know, let's see, he only threw 106 innings last year. So what's he going this year, 120? And he's already at 26, all at the big league level. I, I don't know. It seems like a weird plan so far. I, Like I said, I was happy to see him debut early. He threw well against the Braves in front of a pretty big audience. A lot of people watched that here in his first outing, but – I'm not sure why they're still hanging on right now. It seems kind of a detriment to his development right now. All right. Uh, buddy of yours at CBSSports.com, uh, your fellow baseball writer, uh, R.J. Anderson, just put up an article about three young guns who are going good guns so far this year. Taylor Ward of the Angels, uh, Sheldon Noose of the A's, and Santiago Espinal of the Blue Jays. Which of those three is going to be uh, a guy we're still talking about at the end of the year for potential Rookie of the Year award? Uh, oh, I actually like them all. Uh, you're going to make me pick one. Yes, I think put, Espinal, put, I put think them Espinal. in an order for me right now. Yeah, Espinal's legit. Uh, I, I think they're all to varying degrees legit. But I think Espinal, they kicked him over to second base. He's kind of taking over for Kevin Biggio a little bit and taking that job and run with it. He's bulked up a little bit. He's a better grasp of the strike zone. I think he's going to be a key competitor for or can, contributor for the Blue Jays all year. I will say also, though, on Ward, that's a big, big deal. If yes. he can maintain this all year, hitting in front of Trout, Otani, Rendon, Jared Walsh, Brandon Marsh, he's going to score a billion runs. Uh, that If they really have found a legitimate leadoff, Man, in front of all that thunder they have, it's just another point in favor of what we talked about earlier with them looking like they're legit. Month in the books, so far so good. We appreciate you coming on board with us tonight. Thank you much, Matt. I'll get back with you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Matty Snyder from CBSSports.com, one of the lead baseball writers here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Jody Mack coming back. Some baseball stuff. Who was it? Oh, well, Hoskins. Just hit a home run for the Phillies. 8-1 in the fourth inning. Nine against the Dodgers on Friday. 12 last night, and they've got eight already tonight through four innings. This Philly lineup is uh, kicking into gear a little bit. Uh, Jody Mack sticking around for another two-plus hours. we got two more good guests coming your way. I'll give you details on that when we come back. But first things first, let me get the phones reopened. 855-212-4227. Join me here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.